Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 5th of July 2023. Happy Wednesday. Why do I have to look this all up? It's Wednesday. It's the 5th of July and it's back to regular-ish order, although this show is something I recorded the other day. It's just too long, so I thought it was good and I use it now. Why? Because it's a freaking holiday right now. I hope you had a great July 4th, Independence Day. Hope you got the whole week off work, honestly. But let us get right to the program. Let's get to a little bit of audio here. Um, I love, love, love it when the left turns on itself. I don't wish anybody ill. I don't wish... That's not necessarily true. I I know better than anybody else. Everybody has those horrible thoughts about, oh, I wish that this guy would get a big dose of their own medicine. Whatever. Yeah, in that. But realistically, like I despise journalists. But when there are mass layoffs, you feel bad for people. Like They're human beings. Just because they don't act like it doesn't mean they aren't. So I try not to engage in schadenfreude as much as humanly possible. But again, at the end of the day, I am only human. You know, I'm one of the better ones, but, you know, still only human. So you do have that sort of feeling for people where you go, oh, geez, I just don't. I wish that people wouldn't suffer. I wish that people would be. Uh, I just, you know, I don't want to see anybody get threatened. I certainly don't want that. I don't want anybody to be attacked or anything like that. But sometimes you just sit there and you go, my God, Dylan Mulvaney is just just wildly obnoxious, right? You know, it's horrible, it's horrible. But Dylan Mulvaney is wildly obnoxious. And I think that Dylan Mulvaney largely brings on the vitriol himself. Right? He does. I think he wants that. I think that's part of the shtick. I think that's part of the gimmick. I think that's what he wants to be. Controversial. A lightning rod. You get more attention if you're a lightning rod. Right? Dylan Mulvaney has made a bunch of money. Got 100000 bucks or whatever the story was from, from Bud Light. Right? So that's nothing to sniff at. And he sits there and whines about, oh no, it's horrible. This person, now that Bud Light has abandoned me. Bud Light didn't abandon but the check cleared, right? I'm pretty sure the check cleared. But now he's out with a series of videos because, you know, some companies are looking at what happened to Bud Light and the billions of dollars lost in market cap and saying, wait a second, this might not be the best business model for us. Uh, we are a, a, a hamburger joint. Maybe TGI Fridays was like, you know what? We need to celebrate. Let's get Dylan Mulvaney up there. It could We could hire a real woman or we could get a TikTok influencer like Dylan Mulvaney. And let's get the TikTok influencer like Dylan Mulvaney and go out there. And you're like, yeah, that doesn't, doesn't really make good business sense. Sure you want to do that? So business... 
has dropped off. Now, Dylan Mulvaney has business deals and deals with a whole bunch of business, like Ulta Beauty and everything. They don't care. They did it to be controversial. They did it for the sake of controversy. Bud Light, when they did it, they didn't realize that they were literally sticking their thumb in the eyes of their customer base. They were literally flipping off the bird. They were urinating in their own product, as much as you might think that Bud Light already tasted that way. They were doing it in a figurative way in front of it, like Calvin of Calvin and Hobbes fame is doing it on the back of 78% of the pickup trucks you see on the road today. That was Bud Light doing to their customer base. And so they kind of pulled back and they said, well, that's not really, that's not what we wanted. That's not good. Oops. Sorry. Except they didn't say sorry. And now Dylan is back with whining about how he feels abandoned by Bud Light. So to know before we listen to good old Dylan, they say, you know, when you think of the tuck rule, you used to think of Tom Brady. Now you might think of Dylan Mulvaney, where you go, you know what? Uh, not a good business. Not a good business model. The tuck rule. Huh. Maybe we maybe we shouldn't go with the tuck rule. If we're going to celebrate women, we might want to consider actually having a woman up there. It turns out that a lot of women don't like being replaced by dudes. It's weird. But anyway, so we know in the full context of what good old Dylan Mulvaney is going to be whining about in the next two clips. We have to go back to where it all began, the Wayback Machine two months ago when good old Dylan celebrated 365 days. I See, I could do Dylan Mulvaney too. 365 days of being a girl, not even a woman, a girl. Dylan Mulvaney's almost 30, but he's a girl because it's not about his, he's not trans. He doesn't believe that he's a woman. He's playing a character. He's not a woman He's pretending to be a girl. <gasps> oh, a bug, a bug. And there's a whole bunch of video of him flailing around with like jazz hands. Like, oh, there is a bee over there. There's a bee over there. As a father of a four-year-old girl who was terrified at the prospect of a bee and getting into the family truckster just this morning, I can tell you that my daughter Bailey handled it much better than Dylan Mulvaney did in a fake video, in a fake way. So let's listen to, because this is what offended. It's not just that they they went with Dylan Mulvaney. Not like Bud Light just said, hey, we're going to go with this trans person. It was the trans person himself. Now listen to Dylan in this clip, because this is when he's like, they, gave, they sent me a beer can with my face on it. It's wonderful. Oh, I love Bud Light. This whole thing is an insult to people who, who like Bud Light. It's March Madness. I don't know what March... I just thought everybody was hectic, and I don't know what... It's AA sports ball and stuff like that. It's like an offensive stereotype. If you if you pretended... If you did a black voice, a black character, with this sort of contempt for the subject, then you'd be run out of town, and you should be. But for some reason, it's cool to do it to women. Like, oh, no, no, he's totally... Totally. This is how women are. I've known a lot of women. I know a lot of women in my life. None of them sit around and go like, well, there's sports ball. And, oh, it's beer. I love beer. And then you drink beer like it's having lemonade shot in your eye. Yeah, I love I love beer. Love it. $100,000. I love it. Yeah, I, I choked down donkey sweat for a hundred grand too. 
but I'd probably be able to put on a better face and pretend that I like it better than Dylan does here in this clip. But the, the whole thing is wildly offensive. It's not just that they hired Dylan. It's that the ad that Dylan did for them was a double-barreled middle finger to their customer base. Listen to it for yourself. Hi. Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So, I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. Love ya! Cheers! Go team! Whatever team you love, I love, too. Okay. Love ya. Okay. Break a leg. Yeah, now, if you're a Bud Light fan... First of all, get some taste in beer. But secondly, you watch that and you go, wait a second, I love, you know, I'm, I'm, I was going to drink Bud Light while I watched uh, the Final Four or whatever. And then you see this and it's like, it's not only you're subsidizing some weirdo, but this person is like doing a caricature that looks at you as some sort of evil rednecky monster just this side of Hitler who is uh, needs to be mocked. And if you care about women at all, you're sitting there going, hey, yeah, I'm a woman, day 365 of a woman. Really? So you had the surgery? You didn't have the surgery. You didn't even, didn't even change your name. You didn't even change your gender designation. You haven't done anything. You're, you're playing a character. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were a Broadway actor. That sort of thing. You begin to look at this and you go, this is stupid. And then the more I think about it, it's offensive. You know, Bud Light can do whatever the hell they want, but I'm not going to subsidize it. So, of course, the market cap for Anheuser-Busch or InBev or whatever the hell they're called crashed. Billions of dollars lost. The company's been scrambling. They've been doing kind of a a pseudo-apology tour. When all they really... It's it's just easy. You just have to actually apologize. You have to mean it. And you have to not go back and do it again, right? Don't insult your customer base. There are ways to expand your customer base without insulting your customer base at the same time, right? You can do both. But they chose to do one over the other, one with the other, or so they thought. It's like, weird, we can attract the 0.1% of the population of trans people, and then the 0.5% of that 0.1% who actually like beer, and then of that, there's at least 0.2% who like really crappy beer. So we can corner that market. That's like seven people. You can corner that market. Let's do it. $100,000 to corner that market. Well, now Dylan is upset. He's back now. All the backlash. He's the victim. Why? Because Bud Light didn't come out and hold his hand. Bud Light didn't send him another giant check going, hey, sorry about that. No, they treated, but I'm not sure how much sympathy. Look, you can have sympathy. Nobody should be threatening Dylan Mulvaney. But when you look at this and you go, they uh, they haven't even reached out to me. Well, I promise you, losing a couple billion dollars in your market cap and just the life cycle of a corporation, there are 
literally thousands of people who used to work for the company who no longer work for the company. Either they were laid off because of downsizing, they were fired for whatever reason. All sorts of people there and gone and gone. And they do not get Christmas cards from the Bush family. They don't. How, what do they owe you? They fulfilled their agreement with you. Okay? They did. They didn't cancel the check. They didn't sue you to try and get the money back. That was the end of it. You aren't friends. Don't think that a company is your friend. They're never going to be your friend. They look at you as a customer or a way to add to their bottom line one way or another, and that's it. But in the progressive world, like, oh, the company's supposed to be my good friend. They paid me once, and they must pay me forever. They must. When I need a hug, they have to dispatch somebody from St. Louis to wherever I am to deliver that hug. Anyway, listen to Dylan whine about uh, his experience now. I, I'm bringing it up because what transpired from that video was more bullying and transphobia than I could have ever imagined. And I should have made this video months ago, but I didn't. And I was scared and, and I was scared of more backlash and, and I felt personally guilty for what transpired. So I patiently waited for things to get better, but surprise, they haven't really. And, and I was waiting for the brand to reach out to me, but they never did. And for months now, I've been scared to leave my house. I have been ridiculed in public. I've been followed. And I have felt a loneliness that I wouldn't wish on anyone. And I'm not telling you this because I want your pity. I am telling you this because if this is my experience from a very privileged perspective, know that it is much, much worse for other trans people. For a company to hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse in my opinion than not hiring a trans person at all because it gives customers permission to be as transphobic and hateful as they want and, and the hate doesn't end with me. It has serious and grave consequences for the rest of our community. And, and you know, we're customers too. I know a lot of trans and queer people who love beer. And I have some lesbian friends who could drink some of those haters under the table. But to turn a blind eye and pretend everything is okay, it just isn't an option right now. I've been so scared to leave the house that I could only attend the Tonys. And I could only be out in Los Angeles for various meetings and uh, have James O'Keefe try to ask me questions in a public setting and run away and refuse to answer the questions and blah. Yeah, now that's what he's talking Look, I don't want anybody harassed. Nobody should be assaulted. Nobody should be threatened. But spare me this crap. I've been afraid to leave my house. I did. I did it anyway. I mean, I did it anyway because, you know, I got a ton of money. I felt guilty. If you felt guilty... Why didn't you reach out to Bud Light? They're the ones that lost like $3 billion in, in market capitalization. Why don't you reach out to Bud Light and go, hey, man, I'm sorry about this. Uh, I'm not going to return the check because I'm not going to return the check. But, you know, I uh, maybe we could I want me to do another video. I'll do this one pro bono saying, you know what, I'm done with it or whatever. Or I didn't mean to insult your customer base. Instead, he doubles down and insults the customer base again. This just gives license. By you not standing by me, that gives license to your customers to be even more transphobic. No, I'm Dylan Mulvaney exhausted. I want nothing to do. I'm sick of this guy parading around pretending to be a woman and demanding that everybody else go, oh, wow, what a pretty woman you are. I'm sorry. Excuse me, sir. I standing next to me at the urinal might i just say that you're one handsome woman 
You're using that urinal? No, I'm not going to be part of your delusion. You can live your life any way you want. I could not and will not care less. My problem is when you demand that I participate in your delusion, that I reinforce your delusions. I'm not going to reinforce your delusions. I'm not interested in you in any way, shape, or form. I don't wish you ill. I don't wish you well. I don't, I don't, I prefer not to think of you at all. If I see a homeless man arguing with a mailbox, okay, fine. But the, if the homeless man then starts to use societal pressure and cancel culture and the power of the Democratic Party to force me to take sides with him against the mailbox and swear under oath that the mailbox swung first in their little fight, you lose me. You lost me. I'm not interested in that. That's what the trans community does. You are not a woman. You will never be a woman. Women don't have to take hormones to stop their testosterone production, okay? To prevent the beard coming in. Women don't have to women don't have testicles. Women don't have a penis. Women don't have a prostate, all right? Women have to worry about cervical cancer. Men don't. All right? Dylan Mulvaney will never have to worry about getting ovarian cancer. He just won't. Women do. You want to play dress up and be called Betty? Fine. Dress up. Prance around. People will call you Betty. I'll call you Betty if I ever interact with you. But more than likely, I just wouldn't interact with you. Used to be called tolerance, right? Used to be just, uh, you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Now you want me to celebrate you. I insist, I cheer you. That ain't ever going to happen. I don't care. You can, I don't want you to be threatened. You shouldn't be a victim. You shouldn't be attacked. You shouldn't be this. You shouldn't be that. But you absolutely are not a woman. Doesn't matter how awful people can be to you. Welcome to the club. That's just the way of the world. We have one more Dylan Mulvaney clip of the martyrdom of Dylan Mulvaney. Remember, he got $100,000. You can call Bud Light. Call Bud Light. Hey, Bud, you doing all right? You doing all right? Even if you go, you maybe I will try to help correct this if you give me another $100,000. At least you'd be true to brand. Anyway, Dylan wasn't done whining about Bud Light. And, and you might say, but Dylan, I, I don't want to get political. Babe, supporting trans people, it shouldn't be political. There should be nothing controversial or divisive about working with us. And, and I know it's possible because I've worked with some fantastic companies who care. But, but caring about the LGBTQ plus community requires a lot more than just a donation somewhere during Pride Month. And all this to say, bottom line, is that if you follow me, if I've made you smile, if you care about me, I need you to care about every trans person. And I need you to support us. And I need you to stand by us. And, and hey, it's still Pride Month. So um, I'm going to celebrate being alive. And I'm going to celebrate the trans people in my life and the ones I haven't met yet. And I'm going to celebrate the fact that no matter how many thousands of horrible messages or news anchors misgendering me or companies going silent that I can look in the mirror and see the woman that I am and that I love being. <laughs> you look in the mirror. Don't look in the mirror after a shower, though, dude. 
you know, at least without a towel, because then you might be a little confused by the quote woman that you are. Look, he could celebrate whatever he wants. You know, you can be as happy as he wants to be, and I wish him all the happiness in the world. But the the trick is the beginning of there, where he frames it as it shouldn't be political. It shouldn't be political. The liberals always claim everything shouldn't be the the political stuff that they do. It shouldn't be political. It shouldn't be controversial. There shouldn't be a debate over this. There shouldn't be because they don't they don't actually want any discussion, debate, or whatever. They just want their will. That's it. And so instead of, I don't know, trying to convince somebody over to their side on anything, and it's bigger than the trans issue, climate change, there will be no debate with climate change. Why not? That's the nature, the very nature of science is debate, discussion, challenging. No, not on this one. Not on this one. So all you're really doing is telling people, yeah, remember those 30, 40 years of 10-year predictions of doom and gloom that didn't go the way we predicted? We're not going to talk about that anymore. We're not going to entertain people who remember that back in 1989 we predicted that the coastal cities of the United States of America would be underwater. No, we're not going to talk to people about that because uh, we don't want to. Hey, it's really easy to win a debate when you refuse to have one. Congratulations. You're the debate champion in your own personal debate league. That consists of one person, you. And boy, did you kick butt. Good job. Good on you. It's insane. But it's how the left works. This shouldn't be political. It is political. You know why it's political? Because you're putting it in the schools. You're putting it in kids. You have teachers. When I was a kid, I knew my teacher's last name. I remember it was really weird if I, in elementary school in particular, whenever you found out a teacher's first name, it was like, whoa, they have first names? It's not Mr. or Mrs.? Whoa. Weird. And if you ever ran into one of your teachers in the wild, like at the grocery store or something, like it was it was like spotting a deer. It's like, what is that over there? That oh that's a deer. Oh wait, that's Mr. Duffy. Oh my god. There's a woman with him. What is that's going on? Like, yeah, that's his wife. Yeah, he's got a life outside. No, my teachers did not exist outside the school. Now the teachers are like compelled to explain what they did with their thruple over the weekend to second graders. Here's what we did, kids. We we went to the museum and then we snuck off into the bathroom and had some thruple sex, some hot thruple sex. Like, what's a thruple? What is this? Where's Elmo? Uh, don't worry about that. And it's yeah, then they weirdly post videos of it on TikTok. And they go, the world must know that I told my second graders about what my thruple did because I need them to know my pronouns and my thruple member pronouns. And all this, and love is love is love is love. My teachers could have been prostitutes in their spare time. I did not know it. They didn't tell me anything about their lives, and I didn't tell them anything about my I was a kid. I didn't have anything about my life to tell them. Why? Because their job was to teach, and that was the focus of it. They didn't have to worry about making sure that I got everybody in class's pronouns down just right, didn't misgender anybody, and God forbid they had the stack of detentions out just in case somebody deadnamed. No, they were busy teaching us how to read and write and do math, the things that most public schools in heavily Democrat-controlled areas don't do anymore. Now, it's weird because in cities, major cities that Democrats control, they kind of 
they send their the, the elite Democrats they send their kids either to the best school and everybody knows that their their kids are to be taught or they send them to private schools. Now, the politicians, members of Congress or whatever, who have slices of districts, they, they tend to live in upscale suburbs where the schools are pretty good. And so their kids, okay, they don't, no, not too many Baltimore politicians sending their kids to Baltimore public schools, for example. That just ain't going to happen. But your kids, screw you, you're stuck, don't really care. Not interested because they got to get to them. They got the cigarette company model to hook them while they're young, indoctrinate them while they're young. I want to play you this clip from the military. This is Major Rachel Jones. I assume it was Major Rick Jones at some point. Rachel Jones has a receding hairline and uh, an advancing Adam's apple, but uh, as all good women do. And this was a message put out by the military to celebrate Pride Month. Hi, I'm Major Rachel Jones, and what Pride means to me is celebrating that diversity is our strength as a nation and as an army. Pride means something very special to me as a LGBTQ individual, and it's a chance to show everyone what we have to offer in terms of the diverse skill sets that we bring and the diverse ways of thinking we bring into the team to make everything work better. Yeah, make everything work. Our military is just humming right along. China is shaking in their boots right now because we might send the uh, Trans Brigade over to defend Taiwan. I love it as an LGBTQ individual. Can't you only really be one of those letters at one time? It's not really an individual the whole thing is the, the alphabet mafia is about the collective, but you can't really be an individual. Most of those letters, if you're one, you can't be another. Can you? Because they kind of conflict. You can't be, a, for example, you can't be an L and a G because that doesn't, that doesn't seem to work. I don't know what the hell's going on with the alphabet mafia. I don't know what the hell's going on with their military, but I do know that our enemies... No longer they breathe a sigh of relief because they no longer have to actively try to destroy and damage the United States of America. They just have to wait and let Democrats do it for them, and they will. Oh, by the way, uh, Anheuser Bush did fire. They, they fired back at Dylan Mulvaney. I'm not sure how much fire there was, and the market cap is a much bigger loss than I thought it was. The New York Post has a story. Anheuser Bush has fired back at Dylan Mulvaney's claims that. She, I'm going to have to edit this on the fly, that he was left high and dry in the aftermath of its disastrous campaign with the transgender influencer. I have to correct it because women are women. Trans women are women, too. Why the hyphen? Why the the prefix? Uh, Yeah. The beer maker, which has taken a $20 billion hit since his partnership with Mulvaney sparked a nationwide boycott, responded to allegations Thursday after the influencer posted a lengthy video blasting the company for doing nothing to help him as he faced an online torrent. The brewer brewing giant said it is, quote, committed to the program and partnerships we have forged over decades with organizations across a number of communities, including those in the LGBTQ plus community, a spokesman told the Daily Beast late Thursday. The statement did not mention Mulvaney by name. Now, how in the hell is that firing back? 
That's that's more like here's generic quote number seven that could be issued at any year. That's not firing back. Firing back is this guy is full of it. No, absolutely not. This is not true. He's lying and he's doing it for his own publicity sake. That'd be firing back. That'd be a pretty big fire back. Um, I want to mention this one quickly. Just saw this. This is uh, this is your Democratic Party for you, ladies and gentlemen. UK Daily Mail. A Democratic state senator in Rhode Island has been arrested after he was allegedly caught on camera vandalizing a car with a Biden sucks bumper sticker. That nice. Like he doesn't know Biden sucks. Joshua Miller, who Miller, who serves as a Senate Democratic policy chairman, he's setting official policy for the Democrats there in our small estate, is accused of keying the vehicle that had been parked next to his own at the Garden City Center in Cranston, Rhode Island on Thursday. The son of the car's owner immediately responded the incident or reported the incident to the police, stating that he had heard scratching noises and got out of the vehicle to see Miller holding a set of keys. When he confronted Miller about keying the vehicle, Miller simply denied it and walked away. That was until police arrived and charged Miller with a misdemeanor. Don't you love it? The kid the guy is so compelling. Look, I, I guess if you're blindly loyal to a senile politician, fine, whatever. But to feel compelled to act and then to do it while somebody's in the car, there's something fundamentally, like, chemically wrong with you. If you can't just go, oh, you know what, there's a bumper sticker I don't like. But no, you got to key the car while the guy's in it. And this guy is, um, I don't know, does it say his age anywhere? doesn't say his age anywhere, but I would have to peg him gray hair, widow's peak, grandpa paunch. He's a leader of the Democratic policy. I'd say he's in his 60s. He's probably in his 60s. The entire episode, the Daily Mail reports, led to a series of awkward encounters with the local police as they tried to pin down what happened. Police body cam footage showed how Cranston police approached Miller two hours later after he initially denied vandalizing the car and even allowed them to inspect his keys to see if any paint from the car had transferred. Miller then blamed the victim, claiming he believed that he had been recognized as a politician because who doesn't bask in the glory of their local politicians, you know, social media pages and looking at dreamy photographs of... I can't even say middle-aged men, but over-middle-aged men. Who doesn't do that? He said he believed the guy accusing him of keying the car was a, quote, gun nut and part of a group of people who allegedly stalked him due to his backing of anti-gun legislation. Ah, what passes for political leadership these days. Quote, he was blocking my way, saying that I scratched his car. I didn't scratch his car, Miller said. I'm a state senator. I think he recognized me. I think he's one of those gun nuts. <laughs> he didn't recognize you, the police officer responded bluntly. Miller leads the Senate Health and Human Services Committee and represents District 28. That includes the location of the incident. He's held the position since 2006, and he'll probably be the next governor. Honestly, at this rate, the way Democrats are. Miller was the sponsor of a Senate bill that looks to ban the possession, sale, and transfer of assault weapons. Bet you this guy couldn't define what an assault weapon was if you promised him the cure for his receding hairline. <laughs> Democrat, the Democrat went further, accusing the victim of making threats against him. 
Then, in a desperate attempt to curry favor with the officers, Miller brought up the chief of the department, name-dropping Colonel Michael Winquist. Isn't that nice? And then I would always, I didn't do anything. And even if I did, I would call your boss, uh, Chief, Chief uh, Running, no, Chief Michael Winquist. You know, I just had lunch with Chief Michael Winquist. My sister once did, uh, she used to work for a city in Michigan, and uh, she was dating a guy who did maintenance on all the police's smallish town. It's much bigger now. But he was a guy named John. Who He was the maintenance guy. He ran the garage for the entire police department. I had a suspended license for an unpaid traffic ticket. And I was driving a girlfriend to work in the morning and got pulled over. And they should have been arrested. Um, they let us go. But I, I was in the backseat of the cop car. And we were like two blocks from her work. And the cop didn't know that I was going to be then driving the car after that. And um, I mentioned this guy. I name-dropped. And my sister's name. Now, this guy knew my sister. probably did help me, but he thought it was hilarious. It didn't help me in that he went and told my sister and then I heard about it from my parents. But um, <laughs> you got to pay your damn tickets. But I, I tried that thing. It didn't, it didn't immediately go, well, you know John. All right, well, then you can go. It was, you know, here's your giant ticket. You're going to have to get this taken care of. The only thing I didn't get was arrested at the time because it probably would have ruined his Monday morning too. But the name of the colonel, I, need, I know your boss. He urged the officers to contact the colonel, believing Winquist might be on his side, aware of the threats made against him. But the plan was foiled when Cranston Police Department later confirmed Miller had never reported any such threats to Winquist or any other member of the department. <laughs> Oops. In a separate body cam video released by Cranston Police, the victim returned to the scene and identified Miller as the perpetrator. After reporting the incident to police, the victim's mother suggested that Miller, as a Democrat, might have been unhappy with her Biden sucks bumper sticker. After reviewing the surveillance camera, security footage, police released Miller, but later that night went to question him in his home again. In the third body cam video, Miller admitted, see, when everything else, when all other options are exercised, Democrats will eventually come around to telling the truth sometimes. Miller admitted to being the vandal and once again repeated the claims that he had been threatened, even suggesting the victim dared him to key the car, claiming that he'd been taunted with the victim saying, Hey, Miller, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when my keys come for you? Quote, What's the reason to key the car, though? That's the question the police officer asked. Quote, Because he was daring me to, basically. Basic, basically is the key thing there. They weren't daring. Daring him to is, I dare you, I double dog dare you to key my car. Daring it to is, what are you going to do, key my car, you weirdo? Well, you basically dared me to. The guy, st the guy started on me as soon as I opened my door. There's a video. There's a video, the police officer stated. This guy wants to pursue charges. He's upset. I think you're going to cooperate why did you key his car? The officer asked repeatedly. You just got mad and keyed his car? Did he threaten you? I thought he was a gun nut. I thought he was threatening me. I took my keys out when he, st when he started settling at me. I don't know what the hell's set settling at me. I don't know what that means. 
Police suggested Miller accompany them to the police station. He agreed to do so. He was subsequently charged with misdemeanor vandalism and malicious injury to property and released on $1,000 personal bond. Isn't that nice? Your modern Democratic Party, ladies and gentlemen, tolerant left. A bumper sticker set him off. He goes after a kid. I don't like the cut of your jib. As a matter of fact, I'm going to punch you in your jib. Now I just got to take a minute to look up what a jib is. Um, in the category of be careful what you wish for, I love South Park. I don't watch it like I used to, but it's a great show. Trey Parker and Matt Stone have made a fortune off that. I've never seen Book of Mormon. Musicals ain't really my bag. But it was uh, wildly successful. They're fabulously wealthy guys. They used to be libertarians. They seem to have drifted over towards the left again as is want to happen with people who get a lot of money they don't understand they forget where they came from whatever so they own a restaurant and they have decided to do away with tipping by paying their wait staff their in staff general a lot of money now they've got the money and great that's great for them the staff is upset uk daily mail again the creators of South Park have abolished tipping at their Casa Bonita restaurant in favor of paying its staff $30 an hour instead. There's nothing to sniff. 30 bucks an hour is a pretty good wage for waiting tables. Founder of the show, founders of the show, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, have implemented a policy at their Mexican restaurant, Casa Bonita, which is located in Lakewood, Colorado. The $30 an hour wage at Casa Bonita is more than double Colorado's current minimum wage of $13.65. That can't be for wait staff, right? Wait staff, wait, the waiting minimum wage was like way lighter than the, the actual minimum wage because you made it up with tips and then you, you, you pretended that you didn't get, make any tips and so you declared very little. You're like, I only made a dollar an hour in tips. That's it, man. I don't know what to tell you. But 30 bucks an hour ain't nothing to sniff at. The restaurant, which just reopened after a lengthy renovation, even featured on South Park before they bought it in 2021 after, they'd, after it had filed for bankruptcy. God, is that really... It's a bright pink, ugly building. Ugh. One of the main policies of Parker and Stone's restaurant is that customers cannot tip their servers. This is because staff were offended, uh, were offered new contracts just days before the restaurant opened, which said that waiters and bartenders would be paid $30 an hour, but would not per be permitted to take tips. While Casa Bonita did not immediately respond to uh, requests for comment, Stephanie Jones, a spokesperson for the restaurant, told Axios the restaurant decided on the $30 wage after a testing period. Jones told Axios that Casa Bonita valued its employees and added that based on recent beta testing at our one-of-a-kind restaurant, we have adjusted our compensation system for efficiency and fairness. The restaurant initially offered jobs to servers and bartenders with hourly wages ranging from fourteen twenty-seven to fifteen twenty-seven, with staff being allowed to collect any tips they were given. Employees who were hired through those contracts were then recently called into a meeting where they were told they could either sign the new contracts for 30 bucks an hour or quit. Now they're complaining that 30 bucks an hour, 30 bucks an hour, again, nothing to sniff at. It's more than my father ever made his entire life. But it's not enough because some of them were making more in tips. Say, 
the the libertar if they truly were libertarians, they'd say you don't have to you get a commission on what you sell, and that's it. And you can take a piece of the action, and you can take all the tips that you want. But the socialist mindset is everybody's equal. Do you thirty dollars an hour? That's great for crummy wait staff or just average wait staff who gets you know fifteen percent. That's good. But the people who really bust their hump, who really are personable, who really get the get the tips flowing, that's a step down. That is a chip. You get screwed. They're unhappy. So that's what I mean when I say that I believe that maybe these people have gone a little bit over to the dark side. But I do love it. Like thirty bucks an hour. Nothing is. It's a Mexican restaurant. It can't be that expensive. It's probably not a super high end Mexican restaurant. They bought it on a lark because it was going bankrupt. Again, be careful what you wish for. You think anything will be enough. The fight for 50. We need a $15 minimum wage. All right. You got almost a $15 minimum wage. We're going to double that in Colorado at this restaurant. And there are still people going, that's not enough. That's too bad. I'd much rather have more. Yeah, well, buy a restaurant. Problem solved. I'm going to get to two more stories before we run out of time. My home state of Michigan. Oh, Michigan, my Michigan. This is what happens when you elect Democrats to have total control over your state. The fascism always rears its ugly head. Now, I live in Maryland now, and you get fascism regularly, and even they recognize that they shouldn't move so quickly. They've got time. They've got all the time in the world, really, to... uh, push their agenda on there they don't want to do it too fast because then there could be a recoil when it's a state that could go either way and democrats get control they recognize the clock is ticking and they got to ram through as much as possible doesn't matter how unpopular it is they got to get it while the getting's good and so michigan this will be declared unconstitutional they know it but they don't care uk daily mail again this has turned into the uk daily mail show Michigan's House of Representatives has passed a hate speech bill known as HB 4474, which criminalizes causing someone to feel threatened by words, including the misuse of their pronouns, with the possibility of a hefty fine or even jail time. Jawohl, Gretchen Adolf Whitler, the governor there. The bill introduces hate crime penalties for causing someone to, quote, feel terrorized, frightened, or threatened with, quote, sexual orientation and gender identity or expression included in the, as a protected class. Everybody needs to just declare themselves to be uh, non-binary. That means you can be whatever you want to be at any time. And then when somebody accuses you of something, just the defense, I was just about to accuse them of the same thing. They did the same thing to me. You've got to overwhelm the system. You've got to flood the zone. Just like I really want Elon Musk to declare himself to be a woman, just for a a trans woman. Why? Because he'll single-handedly close the wage gap, which is largely a myth anyway. And you're going to say, well, you know, now we're even. It's all good. Now you ladies can stop whining about that, right? I mean, the way they calculate it is bogus. Why wouldn't, if we just throw Elon Musk on their side of the ledger, call it a day, and they'll go, hey, wait a second. That didn't they'll suddenly remember what a woman is then. It's weird how that works out. Lastly, this might be my favorite story, one of my favorite stories of the year, again from the UK Daily Mail. I didn't know this program existed. I wish I'd had the money back then. I wish I had the money now to buy this. I would totally buy this. I win the lottery tonight. I'm buying this thing, if they even sell it. 
It didn't take long for American airline executives to realize that offering a pass which granted unlimited first-class travel for life was a bad idea. Launched in 1982 as a way to raise quick cash, I love it, for 250000 bucks, you can fly unlimited on American Airlines first class. First class, go crazy, go hog wild. It was a quick way to raise cash during a company crisis. The $250,000 A Air Pass was any traveler's dream. It allowed limited, unlimited first, uh, limitless first class tickets for the holder who could fork out a further $150,000 for a companion pass. So $400,000 for lifetime first class travel anywhere American Airlines goes. Pretty sweet deal. Billionaire Shark Tank investor Mark Cuban bought one of the first business with his first business windfall. Willie Mays is one of the guys, as is Michael Dell from Dell Computers. What American Airlines bosses failed to realize is just how much a few dozen customers who bought the passes would use them. One took 16 round trips to London in just 25 days, worth $125,000. Another racked up 10,000 flights in 25 years. A third took 363 flights in a single year, which amounted to 1.46 million miles and would have cost $2.4 million had they been paying for them like a regular customer. They didn't cheat the system. They gamed the system. The AA AirPad paid for itself several times over. The holder even earned frequent flyer miles on their trips. American Airlines footed the bill. Draining cash and <laughs> desperate to crack down on the scheme, it launched an investigation into the most prolific users. What followed were accusations of fraud, bitter lawsuits, and ultimately the withdrawal of the scheme. They, ru- the scheme. they ruined it for everybody. They don't offer it anymore. But you got to love the spirit. Look, if I had... If it cost me one time, and I whatever I had the money and I paid for it, there's no need for private jets. There's no need for nothing, man. You go, hey, you want to go to London? One guy used it, a, a stockbroker guy used it. He bought the companion seat too, and he was giving it away for uh, to just people he randomly met in the airport. Hey, you want to sit in the? Uh, first class with me sometimes he would use it just to keep the seat next to him empty or to put his bags in it that's the way to do it it's again maybe not in keeping with the spirit of the ticket but damn it it's you know they made the rules so yeah they had to cancel i think the people who had it still have it but they can't buy into it anymore quite a ripoff damn it and i was just about to win the lottery too oh well I guess I'll have to do it the old-fashioned way and be rich and coach. That's about enough for today, I think. Not bad for a holiday. Entertainment, right for every dollar that you spend on it, right? Am I right? Of course I'm right. You can support the program, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com if you please, si vous play. I do want to give a huge shout-out to Tim K., I don't know if you want me to give your last name. But Tim, thank you, superhero patron over there at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast. Awesome, dude. I can't thank you enough. Email me anytime if there's anything I can do for you. Appreciate the hell out of it. All right. That is all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back tomorrow, and I'll be on the radio. Really, by the time you hear this, you probably, I'll probably be done with the radio. I'll be on from 5 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 
Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on WMAL. Working with my wife for the first time. My only objective is to not get smacked upside the head by her. If she, so she doesn't come up the stairs and like swat me upside the head. I'll be pretty. She's a very, very excellent. She's the best producer in the business. And I am kind of unproducible. So it's going to be interesting. I have to do what she says. <laughs> it's a different clock. It's a different format. Morning radio. There's a co-host. We'll see how it goes. I, I think I can pull it off temporarily. Oy vey. God help me. All right. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.